Welcome back to the Untitled Podcast. This is episode seven. It's your boy, Justin. I'm Jalon. I'm Tony. And welcome back to the 90s R&B part two. Uh, sorry, apologize for the first one having a little technical difficulties, but y'all know how that go. But I want to start this off, and I'm going to throw this straight to Jalon because he's the 90s. He's the 90s novice. Like I feel like me and Tony lived through the decade. I don't know what Jalon was doing. Jalon, you do your homework for part two. Listen, I work today, so we're we going to see. We're going to see. Did you listen to some Sade? No, nah, I definitely not. Because right now, we're not doing that on Sade. So we're not, I ain't listening to Sade. Bro, we, I thought we gave you homework, man. Now, nah, so this episode is going to be about the males. Last time, we spent a lot of time on the females. So we're going to talk about the male groups and the male artists in the 90s. So I did my research on that. Okay. All right. Well, since you got... Go ahead. You kick us off there. All right, so I got a I got a little little story time. All right, so I started off with my story time. So I was just driving from here from work, got here. I was sitting in the Black Street before I let you go. All right, so he's pretty much they're pretty much singing about being with a girl and let me get a kiss before I let you go. So I have a question for y'all: Is it right to ask? I know, I know you're 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 married, you're married, Justin. But like for the purpose of mood, would you ask for a kiss or would you just go in and do it? Okay. That's a great question. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> I'll start. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, no problem. Um, I think um, when it comes to something like that, I think it depends on the vibe <laughs> of that yeah. night. Like, really? Like, and I'm not saying that to be like, oh, uh, there's other nights where you can just go in for a kit. <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> I'm saying that, like, in a, a way, like, it depends on the vibe with that woman like hey you'll know if she wants a kiss so hey <laughs> you just go in and then you'll also know if she does not want a kiss yes. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so hopefully you don't read the scene wrong <laughs> right no, I, you listen, gotta read the scene <laughs> i read the scene that's why i talked about i read the scene totally wrong and we had a great night together i thought she had a she wanted a kiss i gave her a hug went for the kiss brick wall man so so I'm I'm gonna say this. You gotta uh and I agree with Tony, is definitely mood specific and you gotta know that person. So like if you gotta ask a lot of times, it's probably a no. Like you gonna know. You gonna know. Like it is something it is you gotta pay attention to the body language, you know, like the eye contact, you know, the weird stuff like that. But if you gotta ask, I'm not a fan of asking, but I'm yeah. also like married. And even back in the day when I was in these streets, it's just, you pick up on the vibe, like, you know, like they get the yeah. little starry eyes, they cock their head back, and they just looking at you, you looking in the silence. Yeah, bro, you missed yeah. it. Yeah, I missed it. So I'm just saying, listening to this song, someone's some, let me get a kiss. Like, nobody's asking that. That's what I'm saying, because you're not, if you're asking that, the answer is most likely going to be no. Bro, but also when you listen to the Black Street song, this is his old lady he talking about. Like, you can tell they going through some serious emotional, like, you know, falling out. And he pretty much like, this is the last time I'm going to see you. So, you know, let me hit that thing one time. That's, and my God, that's, how, <laughs> that's, how, that's how I translate this song. He want way more than a kiss. You feel me? He's like, let me, sh- let me show you who I am before I walk out this door so you don't let me go out. That's, that's how I interpret this I got you. I got you. That's crazy, man. That that kind of ties into the stereotype too for like male R and B groups. Like, sound like they was whining or like crying or like begging. Like, 
or maybe even fantasizing like shit let me get a kiss please fantasizing for <laughs> real for real for you real. know you you think is anything wrong with that because i think like looking back at a lot of i ain't gonna say just 90s but i'll say like pre-2000s r&b like 2010 like it was a lot of that and I feel like a lot of guys, you know, cap it out here, I, like they'll be begging for their woman and stuff like that. You think you think anything wrong with that? Or you think dudes don't really be doing it? Yo, all right. So I'm about to go super deep, straight up. Like, um, I personally, I don't think it's nothing wrong with that if you are in tune with your own masculinity. You know what I'm saying? If you are just just out here, you know pussy hungry and and chasing ass and shit like that's that's just you're you don't even know what type of man you are so yeah of course you're gonna be begging of course you're gonna be doing whatever you know what i'm saying just to get the cat you know but i mean a real man like he knows when he got to flip that begging button on you know what i'm saying <laughs> he knows when he when he gotta just chill and not do nothing and just sit still you know what I'm saying? So, hey, that's just how I see it. But yeah. Honestly, I do agree with, I think the we kind of changed because in the 90s, they were doing a lot of crying. I want to bring up another song by Shy, If I Ever Fall in Love. So basically, what I, I listen to that song again today. I knew the song, but I listened to the lyrics. And he's basically saying, if he ever falls in love, he hopes it's just like you. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want, if I fall in love with somebody that didn't work, I don't want anybody like you. Yeah. yeah, nah, but but that's also you coming from a, a single space, right? Okay. And like, I feel like once you get into a relationship for a long duration of time, you fall in love with a person, and they can have a lot of greatness to it, but like y'all might not just be on that same like wavelength, right? Might be a couple big things that just kind of keep y'all away from really sustaining happiness because that's essential relationships. That's what everybody strives for. So you kind of want all of that person back. Like you don't want that person literally, but you want those, those qualities to hopefully be transferable into somebody new. And then, you know, the friendship pieces, you know, just you hope that because of that friendships there, it'll sustain longer. So I get that. Like, you know, that ain't really, that ain't like whiny whiny. Like when I think of whiny R&B, I think of Mario whining. I don't want to know that song. (laughs) <laughs> like, and I know that's 2000s, but when you go back and listen to that song, it's like, no, nigga, I want to know. If you're playing right? me, don't keep it on the low. Like, nah, bro. Like, that's not, that is like, to me, the the height of whiny R&B. Like, I don't know any man that wants to be that dude. Like, you know what? My lady out here playing me. I don't need to know that. Like, bro, stop. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, no, that's a real junk, though. Like, <laughs> I do think of that whiny stuff with him, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, facts, facts. Come on, Jalan. I like I like you leading the questions. Go ahead, bro. All right. Well, like I, like I said, I was doing my research today on break. So another song I was good, uh, Donnell Jones, Where I Want to Be. And hopefully I, hopefully I didn't switch up the wrong, the songs. But basically what he was talking about in that song is he wants to leave his girl because he's not happy before he cheats. And I feel like nowadays we're not doing that. We're with somebody. We're not happy. We're going to find somebody else. So we're not single. So what y'all, what y'all think about that topic right there? Mm, man, that's something right there, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to. Hey, look. Hey, hey. 
that song is kind of dope. I mean, that's a fire. It's a song, dope bro. song, <laughs> right? No, it's right. fire. It's, it, it definitely is, right? But in in terms of like the content, um, I think there is some truth behind it. I think uh, truth uh, behind that song now is even more relevant because that kind of shows the woman some type of uh, certainty that 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 man knows like hey look i know i could step i could step out but i kind of want to work things out with you first before i do that like that would save so many hearts so many relationships but you know i mean i don't know Uh, hey i would just say just listen to the song (laughs) because the song is dope so the song is fire man i I just okay justin i'm sorry Oh no, I was I was gonna take it a step further with Tony. I feel like some of the songs from the R and B, like from nineties specifically with the R and B, like you understand them more once you reach a certain point in life and sometimes a point in your relationship. Like I we've known that song since we was kids. But like for me, like once I got into, you know, like relationships are ebbs and flows, you know, same thing when you're married. For everybody that think when you get married, it's gonna be all rainbows and sunshine, somebody lied to you. It's still going to be ups and downs and stuff like that. So with that, that song, I agree with what Tony said. Like, it's just sometimes within a relationship, you know, that's how you feel. And you're not saying you want to go, but you kind of do. So I feel it. I, I understand what Darnell Jones is coming from in that song, you know? Yeah. Big that's facts. Cool. Mm-hmm. Y'all want me to keep going with this? Yeah, no, nah, I, I like this. I like okay. being on my toes. Come on. Oh, all right, man. Rolling. All right, so this song is a little different, okay? So this is more on the party vibe. So this song was Next. Um, their song was Too Close. So I know when we listened to it when we were younger, we never listened to the lyrics like that. But basically, it's saying that, you know, you're dancing on a girl, and you, you're getting hard during the song. So that song is saying, the girl is saying you're too close to her. Well, what do y'all feel about that? Because I feel like back in our day when we were actually partying, you could dance with anybody. You see what I'm saying? And I feel like, I don't know if it's just our age or they don't do like anymore. You just can't jump on behind a girl and dance because it's like, oh, you got to ask. It's a little different with that. How do y'all feel about that? Uh, I would say in hindsight, when you say the song like that, it sounds OG creepy as shit. It is. I'm not going to lie <laughs> <laughs> Like, I really like this song, but when you explain the lyrics, it's like, he is really talking about, like, you know, catching a chub. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. this song will, will not be the same for me uh, moving forward. <laughs> you, you, you never heard the lyrics? Nah, it's, you know what it is. You have, like, so much nostalgia for a song that, you know how you can know a song, but you haven't yeah. sat down to really process the lyrics. Okay. It's one of those songs, like, Music Soul Child, um, like, Just Friends, uh, like, I don't lecture you, Just Can't Stop Thinking About You. Like, that song, <laughs> I don't like that song because he sounds really creepy. Because okay. he's like, you know... <laughs> We friends, but you might not want to be with me. But in my head, I'm with you, and it's like we just, we just if, we, if you if you can't have me, I just be your friend though. But Yo. when that opening, it, I'm right there, just like oh shit, bro, like let it go, let it go. So with this next song, yes, um, I would say the song is creepy, but culturally, I feel like we went through a period when we were like the club experience for us. We didn't have to ask nobody to dance; like it was you. When they were dancing, you just slid behind. And you was yeah. hoping that they would keep dancing. 
Exactly. You know, they, she will look at her friend. Her friend will look back at her as like a yes or no. Every guy who's been in the club at that time frame, I don't know if they still do that, but that was the thing, so. you know. Yeah. So I would, I don't mind asking because it's like I know culturally things have shifted. But uh, yeah, that's yeah, like that's that's how I look at it. It's, if you got to ask, it's not that bad of a thing. It's, hey, ma'am, can I take this dance? It feels like the 1870s and shit. But you know. I feel like twerking should require that, but that's just me. Like it shouldn't, because yeah, you you can't stop the girl mid dance, tap her like, "Hey, no, can I dance?" Like that, that throws mood off. You better, you better. Excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, madame. Uh, can you stop busting that ass wide open for a quick sec? Can I oh, jump on that thing? Yo, that song was probably the the beginning of the paradigm shift of like. Bounce that ass, work it down to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like, 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 seriously, like, because that song, it like, it like, it had that vibe where you can play it at a club and like, you can have a conversation with the chick and she might, you know, grind a little bit of something on you and then you might feel a little, a little way and then you'd be like, whoa, you want another drink? All right, bet. All right, and you still bop it to the song, but uh, yeah. now it's completely different, like. It's straight up like, oh, you dancing with that chick? You've been dancing with her all night. It's a guarantee you might go back to the crib with her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very, very creepy, but I think that that is that was the start of the paradigm shift. I think that song influenced the paradigm shift of, hey, girl, I'm tired of singing. Let's just go ahead and just <laughs> get right, get right to it. You know? Facts. <laughs> Can I, can I ask a question on that same note, though? Because, Tony, you talk about the paradigm shift. So what song, what do you think, like, I guess, what was the song from the 90s that you feel like was the first official shift of the paradigm? Like, once it got there to that new point? Uh, man, I think it was um, at that period in time, and this is just my, you know, opinion, off of like observation as a as a youngin back in the day and and now from where 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 we're at now like you can see how the trend grows it was a mixture man of like R&B songs that had that bop that club bounce and then like rappers that had that club bounce too and they were both talking about the same thing it was a lot of rappers that were having singers on the song like for instance um Let's use uh, Ludacris. His first single was a club bounce, but he had this chick, like just kind of like singing, talking, like what she wants him to do to her, and all. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I, you know, I'm a I'm a young and listening to that song on the radio. Like, damn, this Facts. song is kind of. <laughs> Mom, you need to turn this radio down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Facts. what I'm saying? But. Yo, I think that it was like a mixture of like R&B and hip hop that kind of gave the same vibe. Like, oh, we're in the club and the girl dancing on you. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. Now you know what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, yeah. And I feel like me, it's going to be a little different. But the, the, the minute that I feel like things were different is the first time I heard Thong Song by Cisco. Because honestly, yeah. I didn't know what a thong was back then. How old was I? Eight? I didn't know what it was. When I saw the video, I was like, oh! Oh, this is what it is. So that's a big shift from, you know, saying telling telling a girl I want a girl just like you to singing the thong song 
and you out there seeing all these girls with thongs in the video. That's I think that's a so, big shift. Big so fan. I can I can say this for me, and I feel like I'm probably the kid that was jaded, but because I'm from Florida, I grew up with Uncle Luke, so. <sighs> that club shit was like in the house at a young age. Like, if you don't know about Uncle Luke, like he's literally the reason why there's parental advisory on albums now. So like they were that. So I think growing up with that type of like Florida, you know, Florida club music, um, like the Miami bass, I feel like that shift was very, very already a thing for me. So I don't know if I ever probably paid it attention when it finally started to transition. Cause I couldn't tell the difference what between like local, you know, I didn't know when you were younger that like, if you lived in New York, your radio was different from like the radio stations we had in South Florida. So I thought everybody listened to the same shit. So I feel like that shift has always been there in my mind, but I agree with the thong song because that was like on MTV and yeah. BET and you can see it on everything. And, uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that was, that was wild. That was a wild time. I tell you, I didn't, I didn't know what the thong was at that. I was with eight, and it came out in '99. I didn't know what the thong was until I seen that. I'm like, oh, I was like, you, 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 probably, got... you, you, you was out here, man. Yeah, listen, I, <laughs> damn, bro, <laughs> I was out here like that. <laughs> eight, eight years old, eight years old, you out here. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Florida's just a different, a different state. It's, it's a different world. That's the only thing I can say. Is yeah. Like it's like growing up in the city, you probably gonna be exposed to a lot more than what you would be if you grew up in like Raleigh. Yeah, it's the, it's the nature of it. It's the nature of it. With that being said, though, do you think like that that style of music, you know, the I would say the no longer overtly subtle sexual music, like do you think that that changed? I feel like how we view things because we grew up through it. So, what y'all think? Hmm. Man. I feel like I'm a little deeper than usual. My fault. It just just it's right there. Uh man, I, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> um Jalon, what's your thoughts on it, man? Because he, he, to... he got he got he got me stuck. So so Yo. ask the question again, man. Let me think again. Ask the question. Do you feel like because we grew up in the era where especially 90s R&B, towards the end, like a lot of the songs that we do know that do stick in our head have like overly sexual tones, right? Okay. Do you see like you shift to the 2000s and you got like the thong song and like even, you know, Tony talk about Ludacris, I Wanna, you know, that stuff mm. that we heard on the radio. Yeah, do you yeah, feel yeah. like that really kind of, we're all men, you know, that, that changed how we viewed everything you know especially women and sex and stuff like that because also too these musics have music videos yeah. uh, we also had this thing called bet uncut you know and i, I don't Big think if I, if I was the only one hey i go i i'll mind put myself out there but i should stay up you feel me <laughs> we all grown I stay up too. Shoot. you feel me you feel me uh so like do you feel like that changed i guess it, it changes some way, but like, how do you think that impacted you? Let me say it like that. Uh, I wouldn't say it impacted me. It just made you aware how nasty these people are out here. Because <laughs> I just, it's not an R&B song, but I th always think about this song with um, Kaya, My Neck and My Back came out. I'm like, this is nasty. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, 
I've never heard a woman talk like that until I heard that song. I'm like, oh, okay. you ain't you ain't from Florida, so like, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, and it sounds really bad when I say this out loud, but we had these things called teen clubs in Florida, so they would be like, you know, from like 13 to 17 or 18, and like, you know, that's so that age is probably still like elementary, like middle school, but they would play Kaya, my neck and back, at a teen club. This is the full raw version. And like wow. we were kids, and we were like, you know, it was like a little club, but for kids. So like we were dancing for each other, and like now at thirty, that shit don't sit right. Yes, yeah. wow. <laughs> you yes. I was like, ah, yeah, you know, wow. at the time it was fun. And I was like, I had a good time, but I was like, bro, like if I walked in to a little teen club and I saw my daughter, you know, dancing to kind of my neck and my back. Oh, hey, bro, I'm shut, I'm shut, I'm shutting shut it down, shutting it down, indefinitely. In fucking death. I'm saying, who's in charge of these teen clubs, man? That's why. It's Florida, bro. Hey, <laughs> it's funny because, like, growing up in Durham, they kind of had, I think they only had, like, one little teen, little shindig type club thing. And I and I went maybe once, maybe. But that was, it was risky going up in Durham, man. I, I didn't know what was yeah. going on. I mean, it was very <laughs> But, um... Anyway, to answer that question, man, like, I think that, uh, yeah, I think it did influence a lot of men as far as how they view women and how they would approach women. Like, I mean, let's look at it from a, um, like, culturally, you know, as far as within our nation, right? So, like, if you was to go up north, guys that are our age their approach to women is like 100% aggressive. They have no fucks. Super facts. Super none, facts. None at all. It is, it is. Yo, I got family from the up north area, and that's all they do. They have no care in the world. But what's, what's, what's fascinating is that there's women that actually like that shit, and yeah. they're probably from that yeah. area. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. But then when you come to North Carolina, for example, it's a different type of approach. It's almost don't like, yes, it's almost like a um, the, and I don't, you know, I might shake up the room when it comes to this, but uh, women out here, they probably got this little princess syndrome type thing, but hey, the guys out here, it only, it's, it's only fair to assume that they reciprocate the prince syndrome yeah. You, yeah. you feel me like yeah i get where you go with that. You, know, you know i mean yeah so like uh when it comes to like expectations like it's, it's it's always set they always have it it's like a subconscious thing so i think uh music and uh music culture um definitely uh influenced all that stuff man for sure so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, but I feel like you know, in New York, the women are super aggressive. So you have to, like, I can't go up there and act the way I act to pull a New York woman because they they aggressive. I, with I, it. I disagree. I feel like you don't that's think a, so? that's 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 a generalization though. That doesn't mean that every woman in that environment wants that. I feel like there's probably some that don't want to be called. Hey, Ma, you feel me? Come here. Like I've seen it. We all <laughs> it seen works. it. Like. It, it does, but like it's that's still like every guy in that environment doesn't talk to women like that. Yeah, and sure. I know every female, like every woman in that situation too, would want that because to, to Tony's point, 
like I went to DC for Howard's homecoming years ago and like how they holler at chicks up there. It's like, bro, that works for y'all? Like that, that scared me. Like, you know, you know, leather jacket. You feel me? Like they'll walk up, grab a chick by the arm. I'm just like, this is I'm from the South. You know, like yeah, I, I, yeah. my you know, my mom raised me different. That's a that's yeah. a mean backhand where I'm from. Like, you yeah. know, so <laughs> to each his own. To each his own. To each his own. Like that's really what that music culture is saying. Like, hey, you better get it how you live, but we doing it over here in the music video, popping bottles and we got the ass shaking on the floor. Like, <laughs> that's how we saw it. You know what I'm saying? But like, we like, well, how can we get the bottles popping and the ass shaking in our environment? Like, that's how we saw that. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. It's funny you say that, Tony, because I feel like now thinking about it is I know it's a step out the 90s, but like the 2000s era of hip hop was such as like big, flashy. Yeah. Like even R&B, like big, flashy, just we popping bottles. It's like we got Don Perignon, Moet, uh, Crystal. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just this big showy. So for us, like the drink, my drink of choice, like when I first started drinking, was Patron. And it wasn't because I knew tequila. It was because I heard rappers rapping about Patron. So I just, you know, figured that like, hey, that must be what it is to get. And that shit is not all that, bro. Patron is ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> it's better tequilas out here, but I ain't know no difference because I was influenced by hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. True. yeah. True. And, and I, I know we're supposed to stay in the 90s, but we might as well move to the 2000s. Because I honestly feel like what you were saying, the reason why the lyrics were influenced is because the 2000s when we started having more music videos like they had 106 and park started yeah, um, mtv and all those things were just starting and now you get instead of just listening on the radio you're seeing these music videos worldwide so now you're influenced by the bottles you got to think about um the paid sponsorships and everything so now you're going to see the big cars and all the flashy things because now we got music videos i don't even i don't even think i'm gonna be i'm gonna be real with you i don't think the sponsorships were really prevalent like that until like post to like 2010 so i feel like in the 2000s we, they were just organically doing it oh, like man. i can say especially True. being from like being from like south florida if you watch like i know this might sound crazy but like i love trick daddy like that's like one of my favorite rappers i'm also from south florida so it makes sense um but like if you were to watch like an early trick daddy video that wasn't no paid sponsorship. That's just how niggas was in Miami. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, if you watched the early Wu-Tang uh, video, that wasn't no paid sponsorship. That's just how niggas was in New York. Or, you know, like, so I feel yeah. like that's the one truth about whether it's the 90s or the 2000s, Black people are and being hip-hop have always pushed culture. Yeah. We've been able to push fashion. Uh, we've been able to push drinks. We make polo a thing. We make Tommy Hilfiger a thing. We make Timberlands a thing. Fubo. We, from a culture, your food, boy, I'm talking about stuff that's like, okay, like, 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 there are certain brands that like white folks will wear that like, where you wouldn't typically see in the hood, stuff like that. And yeah. we make stuff cool. Like, rappers make Balenciaga cool. Like, them ugly Balenciaga shoes, the big chunky ones. Like, bro, like, it, but cats be wearing it, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how we got on this tangent. I don't know. Y'all want to go back to the music? It's all good, man. <laughs> Let's go back. Let's go. Go all ahead, right, we, All right, listen. We go back to the 90s, all right? So we spend a lot of time on 
groups and you know single uh let's go back to the groups then so let's say who's your favorite let's say favorite song or favorite group of the 90s uh you talking about males specifically male just males because we already did females who you going with tony man i'm going with jagged edge man jagged edge was (laughs) yo jagged edge was my group that was my group yeah (laughs) i don't i don't i don't know if i could uh I was gonna go Drew Hill, but like when when you really get down to it, like Jagged Edge, yeah, Tony, <laughs> Jagged Edge, man, Jagged. yeah, Jagged Edge is fire. I, I, the song, my song is "Let's Get Married," and I'm I'm just debating if I should play that song on a proposal or at my reception in a wedding. That's my um. So I'm thinking. Boy, listen, you don't have to sit <laughs> well, down. You're already you... married. I don't think you should play "Let's Get Married." Yeah, like, yeah, no. yeah, you know. No, because it's just the it's the theme of the reception. Because like I said you just walked out, you know. <laughs> I right, forget it, man. I can't talk. Hey, man. Hey. I can't talk on the podcast. Cool. You know, Jelana, if that's gonna make you happy, bro, you go ahead and play that song. Bro. Thank you. Thank you. Go, go ahead. Right, Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. After let's get married, the next song has to be thong song. You know. <laughs> 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 yes, the dog song. Right. Just, just, just keep it in there. It, Might as yeah. well, man. Uh, who are your favorite group? Man, that's hard to say, man. It's, it's so many. Um, I don't know, man. I, I like. I don't know. Was one twelve really in the nineties? One twelve is yes in the nineties. Yeah. They're well, more yeah. in the nineties than I would say two thousands. Really. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going one twelve then. All right. Let me. Let me. Can I bring up one name that I feel like he's the most '90s artist that everybody knows and they know his songs, but nobody ever talks about him? Okay, Joe. Ooh, mm. yeah, man. Yo, you feel you me? Really, like you, you can't. Really took it there with Joe, man. <laughs> like you can't talk. I, I had to. I, I was sleeping on the fact that like we didn't bring him up because he's not one of those artists that really, even nowadays, you don't really hear much about him. You don't hear much about him in the 2000s, but like. He low key had the nineties kind of like he was on that lock. dude. You yeah, feel me? Yeah, like yeah. the nineties on lock. Like the nineties. Nineties like, slow jams. By himself. <laughs> by himself. That that guy, a man named Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I was actually listening to Joe. Like I say, it was about a, it was about a few months back, man. Um, had to been over the summer, man, or something. I don't know, but um. Have you ever heard his old catalog? Like, 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 just really listen to his, yo, he really got some real stuff for a bachelor like myself. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's uh, like trying to figure out life, trying to figure out next steps, trying to figure out love, trying to understand. Like, he really got some heat. And it's like, yo, like, it's so funny how, how, um, thinking patterns was uh caught in a time capsule yeah through music it was through it was through him because he ain't putting out no new stuff new stuff you know besides um the theme song for power right but that is him yeah that's that's pretty much it yeah i feel like an artist that we kind of skip over a lot is um tyrese man he had some hits in the 90s tyrese did i know that i'm hits I know, I know he's like the butt of a lot of jokes now, but he had some like sweet lady, like that's that's fire. Yeah, he's nineties. Yeah, people a lot of people are sleeping on him because of the jokes now, him crying. What was he saying on the, the video? 
So don't take my baby and all that. Like, no, always, uh, what more do you want from me? That part, that part. That that is. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I, I love I love using that. What more do you want from? Yes. Uh, uh, he has given us some uh some great memes, but music wise, like Tyrese, sweet lady. You know, lately, you feel me? Like the man. You're right. I don't know why. I think I think it's because he stepped away from music too. So Tyrese kind of falls into this category of like Will Smith and LL Cool J, which depending on like how old you are, you might associate them to their music. Like my mom is loves LL Cool J, so she always is music fan first, then his like acting and stuff like that. But like Will Smith, most people don't think of Will Smith's music, but he's actually, you know, he's a pretty decent artist. Tyrese the same way. Like Tyrese is... You you're right. We I didn't even think about him in the nineties, but that's where he got his pop. And he's that he's a very talented dude. But I got somebody. What about Jamie Foxx? Ooh. Hmm. Was he in the nineties though? He didn't he didn't have any music in the nineties. But think about it like this. Jamie Foxx didn't have any music in the nineties, but his show, the Jamie Foxx show. Damn, yeah. Did. yeah, it was definitely in the 90s where he yeah. sung a lot on his show. So he didn't come out. He had an album that dropped, but it it didn't do like, you know, the commercial commercial. But everybody's introduction to Jamie Foxx was via the show and singing. Yeah. So That's we can kind of give him like, you know, this. He kind of get the pseudo 90s tag a little bit because I love the little Jamie Foxx show. My man, my man was singing. Yeah. Yo. No, yeah. I- like aside from him singing, that show was funny, man. That show was funny as hell. It's, <laughs> it's still funny to this day. <laughs> man, Not, no, but I'm saying the thing about him singing. I don't know if y'all heard the new Wally album. We had the song on there called "Dearly Beloved," which I loved. But the sample was basically him singing on the Jamie Foxx show. He's basically mm, singing uh, to fancy. He's singing to fancy that the wedding he, episode, the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, and that's what I mean. Like. The fact that that man is getting sampled from a show where he's singing, like, I know, I know that episode even when I should even talk about it because that man, like, he's a really talented, like, very talented. I don't think people really give him the the credit he deserves from a musician standpoint. Like, yeah, buddy, Kanye will have a couple less hits if it weren't for Jamie Foxx. Yeah, you're right about that. Right Sounds about crazy that. to say that. I actually have a, I have another artist though. I don't know if y'all y'all know, but Genuine, he he was in the nineties. Genuine had some fire, man. That's facts. Okay. That's facts. facts. Hey, look, I'm gonna keep on sliding down this slide, man. Look, hey, what about Carl Thomas? He has some okay. real hits. Okay. Yeah. Carl, I don't even know where to start between Carl and Genuine because when I think of Carl Thomas, like the first song is Summer Rain that pops in my head. Like yep. Carl Thomas has some and uh, if I wish I'd never met her song, like, that's another song. Like, when you talk about listening to the words of it, it's like, damn, bro, you was really down bad. Oh, like, that was Carl Thomas? Yeah. What should yeah. I, oh, my God. Yes, man. That song, I'm sorry to cut you off, yo. I wish I, that's, that's a deep song right there. I, I, I could definitely feel that song. You know, you're like, you're feeling somebody so much that it, it don't work out. You're like, I'd rather not have ever met this woman in my life. See, that's that's what that R and B music do to you. Well, I'm trying to tell you, (laughs) (laughs) put you put you in your feelings. I think R and B does the like the 
the best job of highlighting those emotions that you thought you only had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, all like, oh damn, my dad, somebody else feel like that. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. You so know. so I, I have a question on going on to that. So they always have that question: Would you? How how they word it? Would you rather have been in love and lost, or never love at all? Oh, you get philosophical on this. <laughs> Yo. That's a that's a deep question, man. But I'll take the first stab at it. Okay, yeah. so um, I can only speak for myself, man. So my opinions is only entitled to me, Tony, <laughs> within this podcast. So uh, yeah. everyone else, hey, man, y'all just listening. All right, <laughs> but um, when it comes to me personally, like um, I say, love is love, man. Whatever. Whatever you feel, it was supposed to be felt at that time in your life. So um, how you react to the next phase or how you react uh, from the pain or the trauma, maybe, um, that's all on how you love yourself. But you can't um, depend on how someone loves you. You always got to love you. So if someone loves you, you just add that on to you loving yourself too. I mean, that's kind of how I see love. But if it doesn't work, you always got the love for yourself. You you always going to love your, your, yourself. So I can never say like, oh, nah, I, would, I wish I never had that. Like, nah, like, yeah. I'm glad I had that because you helped me love myself more. Thank you. I appreciate sure. you. I appreciate the trauma or the pain you know what i'm saying so yeah that's just my take on it i, I like i love that response tony yes like sir. That. yeah uh to me um what is the saying i wish say, say the saying jalon uh, i might have it wrong but it's pretty much saying would you have found love and lost it or never love at all oh yeah yeah so like to me and it kind of echoes tony's point Finding love is a beautiful process, and like I feel like throughout life, you're you're bound to love and lose love. You know that's just the nature yeah. of relationships, and especially if you look at love, I think everybody puts it in a romantic sense, but you can like have love for a friend. You know, like that's your dude, and you know y'all really there, like you know that brotherly love type stuff, and that slips away. Yeah. So I feel like learning it is a beautiful thing because once you learn how to do it, you can replicate it. If I learn how to build a house, I can go build other houses. Now, if I never learn how to build a house, that's a that's a skill set that I can't take throughout life. So I look at love the same way because, you know, it's having love in any form of life. You can tell people that have that love because they they move differently. You know, yeah, when you true. wake up and you're in a loving mood. You know, you got love for yourself, love for your planet, love for your people. You know, you can tell they move with a joy. So I feel like I, I wish so everybody could have love and lose it because you would be more cognizant about making sure that everybody else can, you know, maintain their own. Because if yeah, you true. never have love, you'd be a toxic person, just miserable. <laughs> like, that's it, you know, that's just, that's to be it. So that's, yeah. that's how I, 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 I look at that. Um, for for me, I've never been in love, so I don't know how that feels because you've never been in romantic love. You've been in love before. Okay, I've never been in romantic love. I thought that's what we were talking about. We're talking about I wish I never met her, right? 
Yeah, but I feel like what I'm I think love you gotta say romantic love. Because okay. like love is it encompasses a lot. You love yourself, you love your mother. You know what I'm saying? Like that's exactly. that's love, you feel me? So like yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying, yeah, romantic yeah. love. Like okay. somebody so, so wants romantic. To <laughs> love that you clapping up every now. You feel me? Like that's different. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Romantic love. Okay, I went the next topic, man. God. <laughs> oh boy. Go, bro. I want to hear, I, bro. You got it. You got it. Okay, you all right, all right. Okay, I'm gonna say I've never been in romantic love because a lot of times I know it's more of seeing the results of having loving loss. You see more of the effects of it in women. Like, for example, like left eye, she burned down the guy's house. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that, that's, no, that's deep love, man. I feel like that that's, that ain't love. You know that's love? What's that? It's not love, bro. Like, what is that? Don't, let's not, let's not, uh, like, um, mistake certain traumatic responses to love. Okay. Because, well, like, you know, explain. Yeah, yeah that's explain. like reactional. Yeah. That's okay. reactional because, like, if you can love somebody but then have a bad reaction, or you loving somebody doesn't erase the different type of trauma that you have or different mental illnesses that you might be suffering with. Oh, fast. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can, somebody can cheat on you, and that is not a reflection of your love for them. That's a reflection of them not having love for themselves and whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you react in a negative way, you can't say that's because of love. No, that's because of you hurt. That's because of pain. That's yeah. trauma. That's trauma. Like, you know, that's when people are like, oh, well, I love them, so I, I bust out the windows. Motherfucker, that's crazy. <laughs> like, no. It's the, you, I love you so much, I, I cut up all your jewelry, bitch. No, 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 no. no. Let's, let's, hey, take a step back. That's not, that's not love. Like, okay. I, if that's love, I don't want no parts of that piece. Like, no. Facts. <laughs> they far away <laughs> from me. I don't yeah, need my yeah. tire slash. I have to go to work. No, no, no. no. Facts, okay. facts. Right, so I'm going to call up all four tires. That's the fact. <laughs> I feel like. Hey, right, so I'm going to Yeah, yeah, do Wait, it. Change the subject, I, I, man. I, no, I have, but it's on this subject because we okay. speak about this. So in college at T, I came back to class. I was coming back from class and going to the Aggie Suites when I was in the Suites. And I saw a chick set a dude car on fire. What? Mm. Mm. Okay, you, you're right. That's definitely not love. That's not love. That's, you feel me? And I was just like... I walked out and I was just like, bro, the only thing I can think of, like, what he do to her. Because, like, he down bad. And the person I felt bad for was the person parked next to the guy because his car got, like, the burn marks. But, like, I was just like, how you call your mama and tell your car got so far? Oh, man. You feel me? But to think about that differently, right? Let's say you're with somebody romantically and you are in love and they do something to hurt you. Even though, even if you're crazy or not, wouldn't it make your reaction kind of like a pretty big reaction? Because if you're not in love with this person and they do something, you don't really care. You're going to keep moving. But if you're yeah. really in love, nah, you know? See, I feel like that's just emotional immaturity, though. Like, okay. if you, I look at it like this, right? We all have seen how, like, kids and, you know, adolescents act when somebody do something. The older you get, if somebody pushes you you shouldn't have this big outburst you know so within a relationship is no differently yeah if somebody hurts you whether it's intentional or intentional whatever your response to it ain't gonna make it take that away 
But also, Bad. also, I'm thinking about. Let's say for me, for instance, I've never been in love. Let's say I find somebody tomorrow and I fall in love, right? And I'm madly in love with this person to do something. Let's say they cheated to do something that makes me upset. I don't know how to react because I've never been this high on this person, on any person ever. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I would say call the homies before you react because, <laughs> like, there are certain things that you can get caught in, like a in a in a bad spot where you f- just your feelings out of whack. You don't want to think oh, like God. that. Man. You feel me? I'm, yeah. I'm gonna call y'all. Just make sure you listen. Make sure y'all answer what I call. All right. Oh <laughs> yeah. Facts. Look, man. <laughs> hey, I'm just gonna tell you, man. <laughs> Choose wisely, dog, because uh, you can't help who you love now. Yeah. You can't you can't help it. So as soon as you fall, that's it. You might fall for a chick that's aggressively uh pushing and she likes things aggressive and she's trying to change your personality to become that type of guy and then it causes you to step out of character to the point where you'll do anything for her because you're in love. That's yep. why you need to that's, <laughs> that's, that's why you deep, need bro. to contact the homies or close Thanks. to your people stay stay close yeah. to your family because they'll tell you hey look you kind of close to that edge you need to yeah you ain't looking like in. yourself right you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah yeah this yo this Dang. is this is coming from experience not verbatim but this is yeah, coming yeah. from experience of like doing something similar you know what i mean so okay. wisdom here man straight up Ooh, that's that's deep man it's I, music podcast man <laughs> it's too deep <laughs> R&B music, do it to you. Do it, it brings out. <laughs> this is what R&B does to you, you know. Yeah. Man, that's wild, bro. Jeez, no. where we going next, man? That was a lot. We we this has gone a little deeper, do you know? Yo, that was heavy. That was a whole heavy that's, duty right there. Ooh, okay, all right. Hey, Jalo, let's go ahead and light this up. You know. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I don't got nothing. All right, so we gonna talk about. Uh... Oh, all right. So we last time we were talking about a woman. We one person we forgot is Aaliyah. I definitely want to talk about Aaliyah. Oh, no, that's not a man. We... But... Can I also bring up another person we forgot too? Yeah, Whitney Houston. Mm, she was enough. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. Like she's arguably the queen of the nineties R and B. Like I feel she's like definitely right. the queen. You know, and we we definitely slid past her. Like. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying the funny thing. She's the queen, and it's not even because of a song. It's because of the um the anthem. The, that performance itself set set her up to be the queen. Nah, bro. I feel like you don't think so. It's it's more it's more to it than that. Like, okay, you got to think like she had the bodyguard movie came out in the '90s, right? Yeah. So like, I, I feel like to to put in context, like what Beyonce is now. That's what Whitney Houston was in the nineties. True. Because like she had and I and I say that because like there's white women who are as equally crazy about like Beyonce as like black women. Like Beyonce is like cross like the color barriers. She's just an icon. Like she up there. And Whitney was like that, like up there with like the Michael Jackson's type stuff. Yeah. So and she had a she had a lot of songs. I don't know all of her. I like I ain't the biggest Whitney Houston fan, but I know she had like hella she was a hella movies. She had hella songs. And and Whitney Whitney was just beautiful as hell on the screen. Well, I used to just love looking at her on TV. Like, I don't know. I don't know about I don't know about y'all, but I, I thought she just was just strikingly beautiful. Oh no, yeah. she she every day like 
you see, so I, I feel like with some celebrities, like they don't look they they don't look real to me. Mm-hmm. But like Whitney Houston was that like, bro, she just get up out the bed and like that's her. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's her. I see some celebs when I make up. Some yeah. only a lot of assistance, if that's the word. <laughs> that's yo, that's okay. something, man. Like, man, yo, I, I keep I don't mean to bring back up this topic, <laughs> but Justin, <laughs> that girl that burnt that girl, I mean that uh guy's car, uh, where do you think she was from? <laughs> <laughs> uh I feel like wherever I name, it's gonna be like down bad, but because we know T definitely the DMV, bro. Yo. Like probably Baltimore. <laughs> like uh Maybe so. I don't I don't I don't know. Maybe it, it, cause if they was from North Carolina, it was probably Charlotte or Durham. Yeah. Like, girl, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Maybe so. She threw up the horns out the Bull City. Uh, <laughs> nah, cause like when I when I walked up, what caught me off guard, cause like she was kind of like hanging out the window, and this is the, the there was an accomplice. It was the the friend who was driving. So whoever those two chicks are, y'all wrong. Yo. Like whatever he did, burning his car wasn't worth it look this brings up a great question man like from our conversation today like it's evident that we can say that r&b male groups and maybe even male r&b singers in general they had like a i don't know how this gonna sound so i'm gonna say pause before i say it but (laughs) they had a they had a certain uh softness about their approach when it comes to women on wax right but in the 90s r&b women they did not have a softness when it comes to men like at all like no the mary j blodges they ain't really give a damn. It was like, you hurt me. It's not right, but it's okay. And Whitney, I'm going to make it anyway. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. so, hey, we, uh, that whole 90s R&B movement birthed men and women. That was just a product of what they heard. You know what I'm saying? So that girl blowing up cars, she probably was listening to a bunch of Mary J. Blige back in the I ain't gonna lie to you. It, it, she probably was, because we all know this. It's the one thing I feel like it's evident with any form of music. Whatever feeling that you're in, you can find the music to like help you sustain it. So yeah. Yeah. if you know you and your girl just went through a bad song, everybody got their go-to songs they play. Yep. And it's like when you play up, it's like cause you probably in a in a shitty mood, you're down bad. It's like everybody got their go-to. Like I know what mine's are, and if like you know, if it's all this, because I'm in my feelings, and and that tends to help that mood. Or you know, when you want to slow down with your lady, you got the same go to song. So I feel like she probably definitely had her uh, hype mix. She probably had some crime mob playing though. It was like Nuck Maybe. if you Buck. She was in a more Nuck if you Buck mood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely more Nuck if you Buck at the time. <laughs> like, right, so so I, going back onto what you just said, Justin. So what's a song that? Y'all can listen to now, and it will still get you in your feelings from the 90s. Y'all can think of women, men, groups, anything. Yo, that's a brilliant question, Javon. I wouldn't say get in my feelings, per se, but I would say creates a feeling. Like, so there's, I ain't gonna lie to you, there's hella songs from, like, the 90s. If I play 
like it just make you feel good or create an emotional feeling. So um John B. Ooh. We ain't brought up John B. Okay. But um they don't know, like, don't listen to that song. But that that right there, like when when that gets put on, it's just like I don't care where I'm at, especially if it's her randomly. Like it just makes me want to sing. Like the whole song, I gotta stop. I want to listen to the song. Like it really get me like I feel like an R and B mood. I feel like I'm in a music video when I hear that song. Like I feel you. That's real. That's real. Man, like yo, like there's a there's a lot of songs to choose from, man. But I feel like I've been opening up a can of uh, <laughs> debates all night. But I'm sorry. Like, I got to keep it rolling. I got to keep it going. Because... Tony, stir the pot. Yo, like, I really got to stir that pot. Like, there's R&B songs by men now that is, like, on some real, like, emotional, even some rap songs that you be like, yo, like, why am I sad right now, yo? Like, why? Yeah. But the beat is dope. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. The flow is nice. Or the uh, the, emo the rap. Right, right. Like, it's it's very weird now. But like, um, on the flip side of it, man, there's a there's there's still uh, women that makes uh, R&B songs that are dope too, and that have that same type of vibe. But if you ask me, the women got a better bop vibe. Than the men nowadays, I when agree. it comes to something, yeah. I mean, you know, just giving you real raw R and B. The only person that's really that well, I'm not gonna say he's giving it, but he understands how to do it. Now, there's a there's a there's a difference. It's Chris Brown. He's the only person that's an R and B singer that understands how to like switch it up, give you a nice ballad if you want, and then, hey girl, go ahead and. Bust it open real quick, real quick on this R and B song that I made <laughs> for you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I agree. So, I agree. yo, it's plenty. Of, it's plenty of artists. It's plenty. I agree. Now that you said it, I got my head spinning because I'm like trying to think of like any other artist that I can like put on that level. That's a male R and B now, but Chris is because either like I think of Daniel Caesar, but Daniel Caesar is really only one style of R and B. Yeah. And he don't really do no other hype stuff, but nah, Breezy, yeah. Uh, Breezy is definitely the king. He's the king oh, of the man. air. He got yeah. the whole, uh, I'm going to sing to her in the club, and I'm going to sing to her at the house party, and I'm going to sing to her in the bed type vibe. Facts. Like, <laughs> all, 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 all of that. it. All of it. <laughs> yeah. All of it. Dang. Yeah, My fault. I'm still stuck on that. I can't, I can't even like really, because Breezy... He has he ha- he has a, a a large catalog that I don't think a lot of people really. When you sit back and like ever since that bad first album, he had number hits. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how y'all gonna feel about this, but I'm gonna say it, man. I feel like I'm gonna say it. It's kind of it's kind of off, but I'm gonna say it. I feel like he's like the Michael Jackson of our era, man. I agree. Nah, like I, I, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's not really. Okay, yeah, to make sure. I, I know how y'all gonna feel about that, but yeah, because you think about like Michael Jackson songs. I know he's not R and B; he's more pop, but he had so many different moods for his yeah. music. He has smooth criminal. You got you have the whole Jackson Five era and all that stuff. You know, he got so many different moods, and then 
Chris Brown is not the same, but they yeah. both dance and he has so many different moves. I'll look, I'll tell you this. Chris Brown's music when he was like a teen, like 15, 16, his catalog back then is shitting on most male R and B artists now. So True. I, hey, what was his first album? I forgot. Oh, it was self it was self titled. Yo, that yeah. album is that's, a classic. That's a, that's, that is that that's honestly my favorite album. Yo, like he really his first album for, for me. Dope. For me. For me, I in my opinion, that's because when it came out too, like track by track, it has a lot of like go back and listen to it. Like <laughs> that that whole stacked. It was some golden R and B songs there, dog. Golden. You know, golden. He had his hits, mm-hmm. but like once you peel back like, out away from the hits and a lot of albums sometimes like they're they're so strong on the hits and it's like uh the other songs they tight. But nah, he got some songs that's on that album that I feel like are better than the songs that everybody know. Big yeah. facts. Big facts. That is that is how that man got up here. Us talking about him shows that how relevant he is. But it's funny because when you talked about Michael though, I went back and like I looked just probably a couple of weeks back just looking at how long that man's catalog was. Like Michael Jackson, I don't think we'll never see another person that just had the longevity he had. Oh, no. No way. Like, I ain't talking about, like, all the music. I'm talking about the fact that man was in a group from the Jacksons 5 until, like, he passed. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of music to, to have and to still be relevant for that long. Absolutely. I feel like the, the most – it's not going to be Chris Brown, but I feel like the artist that's closest to him would be Beyonce. Going from Destiny's Child's doing her own thing. I don't know how much music she's gonna be putting out from now, but to, to him, how she went from Destiny's Child's until now, I feel like that's the closest you're gonna get. Because Jackson Vibe, he's a baby till adult, but that's the yeah. I feel that's the closest we're ever gonna get to to him. I feel like I feel like Beyonce is surpassed him. Like, you think so? Uh, and this is the reason I say that, like. You know how like some people look at artists with like rose colored goggles in the sense of like okay like for an example, I like Michael Jackson, but every project by Mike ain't a banger. Not at all. Let's yeah. call it like you know he all his songs ain't really hot. Beyonce, on the other hand, I'm not the biggest fan of like all of her albums and stuff like that because just from a a subject matter, it don't really relate to me. You know, yeah. I ain't really singing irreplaceable too damn hard. You feel me? But Every album she's put out has been like culturally shifting. Yeah. Like that's hard for any artist to do. Like yeah. every time you drop an album, it shifts culture. It makes yeah. people talk about it. Exactly. So like the fact that she's going on, she's been a, she was in the nineties. She literally ran the two thousands. Ain't no bigger woman's R and B artist in the two thousands than Beyonce. Yeah. And the same thing with two thousand ten. And right now, you can say if Beyonce dropped the album right now. The whole music world will talk about it. She's, yeah, she's it. yeah, so she's still like I would say Beyonce musically the biggest artist in the world. Yeah, definitely. Right now, yeah, of course. That's facts. With I don't know who would be number two, maybe Rihanna, but like it's not too many other people that Yeah, musically just, no. Yeah, yeah not, musically, not, not right. Just, yeah. Uh-uh. And I feel like Mike was probably at that. Like Beyonce can pull up and she can sell out a stadium. 
There ain't too many artists that can do that. And that's why I was like, even Chris, I don't think Chris can sell out a stadium. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. You gotta look at the numbers. Yeah, because I'm talking about like right now. Like I'm not like you think if Chris like so right now, no music out, no new music out. If Chris Brown, let's say he went to Charlotte where the Carolina Panthers play, and he did a concert, they probably hold like seventy five thousand. You think he'd sell it out? I don't think so. I just I've seen Beyonce perform, and I'm not the I'm a Beyonce fan. But I don't know all her songs, and she puts on a great performance. I've never seen Chris Brown perform, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think nothing is even close to Beyonce at all. You know, I actually seen Chris Brown perform, and like, I can answer that question. I can, I can at least try. If he was to have like a, a like a specific type of theme concert. Where he plays like classic hits, yes, it will be sold out. But yeah. his his trend is he only have you know uh, concert tours for his album, like albums. That's yeah. it. So if you don't, yeah. right, right. If yeah. he was to have classics and just come out of the out of the blue and put on the whole show like Beyonce does, like man, he would sell Beyonce's out. Beyonce's a legend. It's crazy. I got, man. I got, I got the perfect question. To wrap up this episode then, right? Y'all ready for it? Yes, sir. All right. So if you had to build <clears throat> build your own, let's say, concert, right? Or music festival, concert or music festival, using five groups or individual or artists from the 90s. And I give y'all one. You can include one hip-hop artist, only one, though, from the 90s. This is your dream like, you know, concert or whatever, who would you choose? You only get one, you only get one hip hop artist from the nineties, but it has to be all nineties. All nineties. I think I think all nineties. Um, who y'all going with? How many people is going to be at the venue? How many? Five. Five. All right. Five. You get five. All right. all right. So this is not included canceled artists. Okay. Listen, I mean, we can, I I'm, saying, I'm saying we, we can we can include them. So don't you get, listen, it's your thing. I don't care about that cancel stuff. Right. This is your this is your this is your concert. All right, bet. Of the nineties. So, and dead okay. or alive. This is like you know, anybody. I think everybody from the nineties is alive still, I think, for the most part. Well, Michael Jackson. Oh, oh Whitney. Whitney. Okay. All right. So I'm oh, give me a second, give me a second, give me a second, give me a second, give me a second. Felt like you have to think about this one. Uh, let's see, let's see. No, we okay, I got it. I got it. No, 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 I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. So they're putting on. Yeah. Okay. So I got R. Kelly. I okay. got Usher. Ooh. I got Destiny's Child. I got TLC, and I got Mary J. Blige. Who would you have opened up? And who would you have headline? Oh, 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 oh man! Listen, man, I can't, I can't have, I can't have R. Kelly a headliner because it, because what he got going on. So I'm gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna go with Usher, even though most of his songs are in the 2000s. I, I do like Usher, and then opening, I will put, dang man, I, I put Mary J. Blige, man. I put Mary J. Blige opening. Bro, you got 90s Mary J. Blige opening. 
Yeah. Destiny yeah. Child. Oh, because they weren't that popular. I not, Destiny Child's there. My fault, man. It's hard to remember. <laughs> Bro, All right, so we got Destiny Child. Then we got... Then we got Mary J. Then we got TLC, R. Kelly, and Usher. Bet. Bet. I like that. Tony. I appreciate it. Ooh, what you got, man? man? Yo. <laughs> I didn't realize how tough this was going to be, but... Um... <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going to just go for <laughs> Okay, so I got four, but I'm going to um, improv that that fifth one. So <clears throat> I got Jagged Edge, Aaliyah, Ooh, Joe, Jay-Z. Um, but that fifth one, though, that look, that fifth one, oh, man, that's hard because it's like I want Aaliyah and Jay-Z to headline, straight up, right? That's fire, bro. And then the last one got to be like a, like, a, like a nice filler. So, like, I'm going um, to throw Total in there. Okay. That's, you know that's what I'm okay. saying? Because in that era, you know, it was like a nice little Diddy Bob era, you know? So, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, y'all definitely made it hard. <clears throat> I'm going to try to not choose anybody y'all picked. So I'm gonna go with Lauren Hill. Man. Gotta go with Erica Badu. So I'm gonna kind of keep it yeah. that way. Uh, ooh, this 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 tough. This tough. Um, somebody you already used Joe. Let me go early. Uh, because it's the '90s, I'm gonna keep mine Southern. I got Outcast as my hip hop group. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so that 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 gives you. Erica Badu and three stacks, mm. on one stage. Um, so I got. Now I need two more. Uh, I'm gonna I'm throw Monica in there. You know. Hey, I'm forgetting. Brandy, I forgot about Brandy. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a lot it's a lot that you can really go with. But I'm trying to yeah. keep it cohesive okay. to the to the to the group. Yeah. Um, okay. Will we consider Missy Elliott like oh R and B or hip hop? Uh, hip hop. I say hip hop. No, all of it, man. Damn. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Um. So nah, I leave her out. I give it somebody strictly R and B. This is really, it's really tough because I don't know who else had like a lot of hits like that. Uh. Damn, bro. That's I don't. Ooh. I don't even know what group I can go with. I guess I'm gonna end it up. Well, I'm gonna give uh since Tony is inspired by Tony with Total, I'm gonna go Escape because they had some hits. That's a fire man. concert. So Escape, uh, Erica Badu, um, Lauren Hill, Outcast, and Monica. That's fire, man. That's Yo, fire. that concert is dope. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I, I, I think that that's it. I think we need to um, do a concert series, fellas. We. You go ahead and wrangle up some music talent. But. Might as well, man. <laughs> that was fun, though. <laughs> that was. I don't mind that, man, for sure. <laughs> that was that was fun. Hey, but we get to the end of the episode. Any wrap-ups, fellas? Yo. Man, I'm just saying, y'all are doing, I'm sorry. Y'all are doing an excellent job. I know we started this thing. We're episode seven right now. Y'all, y'all was like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, y'all weren't really out there like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely saying y'all are doing a great job. 
using your voices and showing your personality. Likewise, bro, we all doing it, man. This is a great X. platform. We are really pushing something great right here, for real. And these just the early stages, so it's only up from here. That's right. And with that being said, thank y'all for tuning in. This is the Untitled Podcast. We out.